Hello, mi gente. Welcome to Tech Life, episode 515, a show for those who want to get a peek under the hood of running an IT business. I'm your host, Paco LeBron. We are coming up now 57 days as of this recording, July 25th, to TechCon Unplugged. It is happening September 20th to the 22nd in Grand Rapids, Michigan. This is the tech event that I and Jeff Hallish are throwing for the community and IT business owners who are looking to be around like-minded individuals and ready to step their game up in the IT field. We are going to have this over at the Holiday Inn Grand Rapids Airport. It is maybe five minutes from the airport or so. Um, we have uh, transportation covered from the shuttle from the airport to the hotel. We have parking set for free if you are driving up to the hotel and for anyone who may be flying in. If United is your airline of choice, we did work out a deal with them where it'll come get 2 to 10% off depending on your level or your fare that you select. Um, and we want you down there. Uh, tickets are going to be our $199 for the event. And this is an all-inclusive um price for the event. Um, the hotel rooms, however, are separate, but they are $102 a night. Um, so you can't really get a better deal than that. Um, only thing is, is that if you are attending the event, if you have not booked your hotel as of yet, and if you have not booked it at the hotel specifically, um, the cutoff date is August 30th. So if you have not booked your room, book it fast, August 30th, we're about 35 days from there. Um, so please, 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 if you're waiting to the last minute to book your uh, hotel and you haven't bought a ticket yet, or I'm sorry, if you bought a ticket and you haven't booked your hotel yet, please go ahead and book your room before we are sold out. We want to get everybody together. Um, we want to keep everybody together just so that we can just keep this uh, this event, this, I'm going to say party, um, really to get, get the community together and just keep picking at everyone's brain, see what's going on, talk about tools, talk about what's going on, you know, engaging with the vendors that are going to be there, which I call our partners um, that are that have selected to be at this show. Um, as I mentioned before, your 199 ticket includes everything outside of transportation and the hotel. So we are covering your food. And we're not just talking about, you know, a lunch here and that we got breakfast, we have uh, lunch, we have your dinner, we're going to have a Friday night social. So that dinner, we're going to feed you well as we kind of talk and uh, networked and kind of go from there. You know, we're going to have snacks along with breakfast, lunch, and dinner for Saturday. We're going to have breakfast and lunch on Sunday with snacks. So we are going to make sure we keep you fed and the beverages will be flowing um, for both of those socials as well, soft and hard drinks. Um, and talk about the programming, right? I think a lot of people are excited for some of the vendors that we're going to have here. Um, we're going to have Freedom Voice. We're going to have Malwarebytes. We're going to have the Compliancy Group. Uh, we're going to have Snap AV. Uh, over there, we're going to have Executive Marketing Collective, TechSite Builder, Magnus Box, and you know it's going to be a great it's going to be a great time. Um, there will be some representation as far as you know deals or codes or something like that that our other partners are going to provide. So Untangle, Clean Browsing, um, you know we're going to have some good stuff there as well. Um, we're working on one or two more 
partners that may be coming. So we may be having a big partner come on here soon. We're just ironing out the little details and waiting for the ink to dry for this one big one. Um, and we have a couple, we have another partner. We're trying to figure out what we can do. Um, but I'm hoping to work with them and get them on board. So again, TechCon Unplugged, September 20th to the 22nd in Grand Rapids, Michigan. If you want to purchase your ticket, techconunplugged.com. And you can go ahead and register your ticket there. Hola, right. All right, mi gente. Um, yeah, sorry again. It's been about a month since I've uh, recorded the last show. Uh, do apologize. Just life has just really been taking a whole toll on everything that's going on. Um, I've been working on getting my head back in the game with uh, with the business. Business is back on track like it should be. Um, my my cannabis industry client is working really well. Yes, I said cannabis if I haven't talked about it before, um, which could be probably a whole nother topic or another uh, call on, you know, emerging industries and how do you kind of take advantage of that. Um, so they're keeping me busy. Um, a lot of my other clients uh, for investment uh, investment and trades um, and my law firms. You know, my law firms are actually uh, keeping me really busy on this whole uh, month of July. And we got some more um, stuff coming up here in August. Um, you know, we're I'm traveling a little bit more. Um, I just was in San Diego last month, I believe. Yeah, I was at San Diego last month for DattoCon. Um, I was at ASCII Chicago. Um, I will be going with Elizabeth uh, and to ChannelCon in Vegas, August 5th to the 7th. So just to kind of get an idea, see what's around, um, you know, look for some tools some partners um, and just, you know, keep on growing the business, keep growing, making sure I can find some, you know, good guys that are aligning to what I want in my business and hopefully maybe spread the word to you guys. So just keeping a lookout from there and, you know, keep on trucking. So um, a couple stories from the trenches, um, as you know, I, I steal that phrase from uh, Mike Smith. Um, but, you know, we and there's a lot of things that uh, for uh, funny stories from my client and just stuff like that. Uh, one of the biggest things that we had was um, piece of advice is always be on site when a vendor um, is going in for your client. So had a situation where Comcast went ahead and went to go cut over my client from Megapath, which is Fusion, I believe now, um, to, so let me rephrase, let me back up. Fusion was the internet provider of my client before, which was, um, Megapath that previously and now it became Fusion. They were on like a megabyte down, like 500 kilobytes up. I mean, it was terrible. And they had a five-year contract and this whole thing. Anyway, moved away from them, switched to Comcast. Um, everything was Comcastic um, outside of just a couple of things. Um, the first one, and I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the last show, where, you know, showed up the first time or the first day you know, tried to test the, the modem because we hadn't cut over the internet. Um, the, actually, okay, again, I got to re-back up again. So we scheduled the on-site. We scheduled everything to go. I was blocking off the time from 11 to 1 when the Comcast tech was to quote-unquote be there. Of course, the Comcast tech didn't show up till 135. 
So I've made it a point where I block this time off, but I don't go on site. I wait for the client to tell me that they're going to show that when they've arrived and then I head over there. Being that my radius here in the West Loop is not that much, maybe a mile in each direction. So it's not too bad. Um, maybe two miles, depending on how far near to the lake. So we go down, um, they call me at 135. Of course, it runs over into another appointment. I can't show up. Um, talk to the Comcast tech, let them know that, yep, we need the phones wired directly. Um, we need the um, Comcast, you know, and they're plugged into the phones and go to the computers. Don't want it that way, but that's just how it goes. So week goes by. I go to cut over the internet and lo and behold, I look at the systems. They have all these boxes all over the place. They have all these things there. And I'm just thinking, what the heck did they do here? So, you know, I run the cabling. Everything looks like it's. And so to describe to you, it's in this small closet, um, not a lot of room, cables everywhere, you know, and I, and I have to clean this up. And the problem with, you know, this law firm is that, you know, you can't bring them down too long because then there's a lot of complaining of that the software hasn't been, um, it's not working. They have to enter their stuff. It's a whole situation, right? So we go ahead, we plug all these things in, we work through the process and, you know, it's kind of just went that route. Well, come to find out, we, I checked the wiring and I see this Edgewater device. Now, this Edgewater device is looks exactly the same as the one that the Megapath were using. So I assumed, and this was a horrible assumption on my part, that that was part of the Megapath system. So I unplugged that sucker and kept on trucking. Well, come to find out that apparently the way that the VoIP systems work with Comcast, which I've never seen this, is it's going from the Aris CM820 modem, I believe it's called, and then that modem is then connected to the Edgewater um, blue box. And then the Edgewater is then plugged into the switch. And then it you know feeds the internet to the phones and all that other stuff. Well, of course, not the case. It, you know, it brought all the phones down. I understood the mistake after calling Comcast a couple of times. And then kind of going from there. Cool. Brought the phones back up. Everything was good. So I go to test the modem to see kind of what's going on. And I actually did this before the phone, now that I think about it. And the phones, or I'm sorry, the internet wasn't working. It, it was intermittent. I can get to some sites. It wasn't going to others. You know, they had a static IP address. No clue what was going on. I called Comcast and Comcast said, yeah, there's a confirmed outage. Um, we're hoping to have it fixed by the end of the day. I'm like, okay, great. So we reschedule the onsite, go back to the onsite the next day. We go ahead and... Same same issue again. Call Comcast. Long story short, um, they had to send another tech out several hours later. I leave. It turns out that the, they gave us a reused static IP address. So they issued us a new one, got everything configured. Everything was good to go. So now on the third week, we come back. I check the wiring. I check everything. And as I start to look to see how is everything wired, there's no way for me to wire the computer separately um, because I understood it as the phones were going through and, you know, the phones were, so how I understood it was that the phones were going through the Edgewater network box. Comcast was still not plugged in. However, they were still getting internet and I was understanding that they were getting the internet through the Edgewater box. 
So, of course, that couldn't be the case. After I was talking to Comcast Support, trying to figure this all out, once I went into the closet, started just literally pulling the boxes away from each other to see how he, this man even set the wiring up. Turns out he left the old wiring in from the PCs and ran new wiring from the patch panel and switch to or switch to the patch panel to the phones. So all I needed to do was just unplug and plug. So it took me two hours to figure that out, or not two hours, maybe about an hour and a half, to figure how this was all going on, calls the Comcast, and just understanding what the heck did they go ahead and do. So finally, unplugged everything out, literally unplugged everything, reset everything, removed all the old gear from Megapath, removed all the old gear that we didn't need, old server, all that stuff, put the new server in, put the new stuff in there, put because they're on Active Directory um, for now until we move them off of it later on. Um, for Jump Cloud, but that's another story from there. And switched everybody over, labeled, tagged them, bagged them, and everybody was good to go. But long story short, I mean, this was a matter of, if I had to calculate all the hours, it was probably about five to six hours of phone calls, holding, looking, researching, figuring it out. And all I can tell you is always be on site <laughs> with a vendor and always continue to do your due diligence to label, document your network, even if it's a network that you just adopted and you're going to do this in phases. Just know that you will have some pain points as you try to figure this out. Uh, another story I have is there's a VoIP provider that's such a pain in my side. Um, it is not Freedom Voice, for those that are wondering. Um, and it's probably not even a common one that a lot of you guys have heard of either. But you know, man, they just make it so difficult. They have this issue where their UDP is calls are getting timed out and we're determining that the Comcast box is cutting that time window for the signal to send it back out to receive on um, their server's end because they're showing me the Wireshark, Wireshark logs and really explaining how like, hey, look, this is the command that we sent. It's at this time. The phone is acknowledging it, but by the time we get a receipt that that communication came back, you know, that window is now having closed of what we were staying open, um, what they call is a session refresh. So this reminded me of a um, scenario that uh, John Dubinsky had mentioned where um, I think it was buffer links or something like that, where the old VoIP phones to mirror if somebody's on the phone with the little um, highlight on next to the button, you had to increase the UDP timeout. Um, unfortunately, you can't do that in the Comcast gear once I've been communicating to tier two and tier three of uh, Comcast. So what my plan is to do is plug in an Arachnus router, bypass that whole uh, big boy, put a new, uh, put the increase the UDP timeout, and then I'm hoping that will resolve the issue for them. But this has been an issue from like the last six months where, you know, it goes back to having to replace the modem, um, had to replace the router because they were using an Asus Nighthawk uh, router, um, you know, restringing APs. So, you know, again, another example of you want to make sure when you adopt a network and you explain to your client on standardization and best practices, you know, one, it's really, you know, it's nice revenue, 
um, as far as the margin on some of the things like Snap AV, who I'm in uh, bed with for all their equipment, it makes it really easy to order and set up. Um, despite, I know that there's been some issues with some of their equipment for some of the people in the community, but all in all, they've always been solid. They've always been great. Never had a problem with that could not be fixed. Um, and plugged all their stuff up, kind of go from there. But the other piece of it too, is standardizing your stack, standardizing your things just makes your life so much easier. I mean, it's just one of those where, you know, I get all of us are trying to save a little bit of money and I get that we are trying to figure out what's the best way to get my stack to work. And some people have made it work. You know, I mean, I've known one computer IT guy that's done this for 30 years and he's put together his stuff to work for him. It's being held by paper clips and bubble gum, but it's working for him. Right. Um, but when you standardize, you give yourself so much easier way of doing things because then you can speak with other people who are doing it with you. You can work with other people who are using that software and it just really makes things helpful. Um, so, uh, probably about, about a month ago. Um, yeah, about a month ago or so, um, I had been meeting up with John, uh, Dubinsky over at the Maven group. And, you know, we have our little group that we get together and, you know, we were just working on some stuff, but me and John basically said, okay, we need to standardize our stack. We need to just basically, this is what we're going to use. No more looking at what's shiny and dangling in front of us. We need to get our RMM, AV and inventory set in a month's time. So meaning whoever we were going to go with, we stuck with them and we're going to stick with them for the entire year and through bad or whatever, um, unless it's something very egregious and it's just so bad that we just need to go ahead and take it out. But we are cool to just um, stick with what we got and really just focus on the next projects. Because what happened was we were getting to a point where we were overwhelmed with so much stuff we wanted to do new companies, new clients, things that we wanted to try out. And it got to the point where we just said, you know what, we got to do this in chunks or we'll never get out and do everything from there. So that's exactly what we did. So I standardized on Synchro. I standardized for my, um, as my PSA, standardized on uh, Synchro as my RMM. Um, so those two, uh, standardized on Bitdefender. So it just made things easier for us to be able to go ahead and do, um, you know, our AV, the integration, it's easy to set up and just, you know, move forward from there. So, um, deployed Bitdefender to all of my clients and, uh, inventory. So when we say inventory, what we mean is basically making sure that, you know, you have all the naming conventions to all your PCs, um, making sure that you have all the networking equipment labeled and set up. Um, all the passwords are set to your security stack, uh, meaning like you change the passwords, IP ranges, you know, printer stuff, uh, uh, ranges, things like that. And making sure you notate who's who from what client has what and things like that. Um, so got all of that set up, did that all in Synchro's uh, wiki um, and with the help of Overseer to help me kind of get through all that stuff. And really, that's kind of what we uh, what we focused on, and that's what we did for the past month. So now we're now looking into MDR solutions. So uh, I believe it's managed 
managed detection response is what it's called. Um, you know, I am, we are both looking at Huntress and Rocket Cyber. Um, I can say that I'm very impressed with Huntress. Um, they had, you know, deployed it on all my agents as a trial. Um, it picked up quite a few uh, machines that had some stuff, whether it was low, critical, um, didn't have any highs, thank God. Or I'm sorry, low and high, no criticals. Luckily, I didn't have any criticals. So did that um, and really loving the product. Um, I'm hoping to get them on CRP here in the next month or two. Um, so they can kind of talk about what they do, what the, what they're about, things like that. Same as Rocket Cyber. I'm hoping to get them on the show as well. Um, but see, the thing that there's a difference between Rocket Cyber and Huntress. Although they do that, uh, the MDR stuff, Rocket Cyber has a whole other suite of software. And they have two packages, $1 an endpoint and $3 an endpoint for kind of what their services include. Um, so we're hoping to get them on the show as well for you guys uh, just to see kind of what's going on. And, you know, just introducing more vendors and just more um, possible tools that you can uh, incorporate in your stack. And now because of this with Huntress gave me that confidence that we have a quasi sock per se. Um, and so I increased my prices. So I increased my rev my uh, clients endpoints by 10 bucks um, for my managed services. And then for those that were um, on my software um, platform where if they do the retainer, then they have, you know, uh, five bucks a month for my, uh, the quote unquote software for my cost. I increased it to six. So everything, you know, is working out well, everything looks good. Um, and yeah, I'm excited. So focusing on that right now and then probably in quarter, either quarter four, which would be October to December or probably in January, um, we're going to be working on what's called our identity management campaign. So basically deploying Jump Cloud, figuring out, you know, what are we going to do for MFA? If it's going to be Duo, if it's going to be Authy, um, you know, password management. So are we going to do LastPass, MyKey, PassPortal, Bitwarden? So that's kind of like that whole process of there. So keep you, I'll keep you guys up to date on kind of what we're, uh, what I'm doing and what I'm doing for my stack and all that sort of stuff. Um, but that's kind of what we're at right now. And yeah, just kind of just trucking, keep doing and kind of going from there. Um, last but not least, you know, work on help having vendors that help you. Um, so, you know, the Comcast of the world, AT&T, uh, I know I said a bad word, AT&T, but, um, you know, uh, vendors and things like that. Let them all just make sure you always work with great partners. Um, there's a scenario where I had an issue with a client that had an office move and the building management just had no clue on who were their dedicated um, ISP contacts, um, you know, electrical cabling. I mean, it was a nightmare. And then the thing with Chicago is you cannot run cable unless you're unionized or you're part of the union. So you have to go with these specific companies that are licensed, quote unquote, to run cable in the buildings. So normally a building as big as, you know, a, a skyscraper or, you know, one of these big unit buildings, you know, they should know who is a designated or a dedicated rep for that uh, building. And we were just were getting nowhere. What's even more of a coincidence is this building used to be my old office. So my office at Regis is in this building. So, and that's where one of my clients is at who's moving into another suite. 
So, you know, I just was hitting, you know, one thing after another, trying to figure this out, finding contacts, calling direct. Um, supposedly Verizon is able to service the building. I called Verizon. Verizon said, you're smoking dope. Um, you know, we don't have uh, Chicago. And finally, we got to the point where I talked to a buddy of mine who is one of the low level, or not low level, but one of the level one techs over at um, the, one of the cabling companies and met him a couple years ago. Um, helped me with a cabling in one of my uh, client's buildings and he helped me out. He helped me find the right person, helped me get to the right contact. Turns out that Verizon does not have files or anything like that directly, but they have a dedicated fiber um, because the, what I've learned is AT&T actually has the foothold or the telecom infrastructure for downtown, which is why we don't have Verizon um, files and things like that here. So little tip that we found out. So, yeah, but anyway, like I said, having strong relationships, having strong partners, you know, I was able to get that going. I got that sorted out and it worked out. Everything was cool. I mean, we we did a lot of great things for uh, for this client, all because it's just, you know, for the people, you know. So I think that is all I have on the docket today. Um, I will report back hopefully next week on a lot of the stuff that is going on here. Um, and I'll let you guys know how channel con and a lot of the details for, uh, tech con unplugged for that are coming up. But, um, you know, if you guys want to figure out what I'm doing, where I'm at, kind of what's going on, you can find me on LinkedIn under Paco LeBron, or if you want to follow me on Twitter, my handle is shy tech CEO, C H I T E K C E O. Um, if you want to be a guest on this show, uh, go ahead and send an email to Paco at podnuts.com. And, you know, we love this community. We love this great um, thing that we've helped cultivate and really helped uh, grow. So, you know, if you guys want to help and support and grow this great community even more, um, you can contribute a dollar an episode to gain access to our secret Facebook group. And that's over at patreon.com slash computer repair podcast. Now, Jeff has done a great job of setting up that group. Um, we have a lot of great conversations in there. It's a very safe, free place to talk. Um, you know, and the reason why we did this is because, you know, like our community, you know, there should never be a IT tech, an IT business owner, an MSP computer repair shop, no matter what you identify as. Um, if you're running your business as an IT owner, you know, and we're going to have questions. We don't know everything. And the last thing you need is you post in some of these bigger groups, you put a post in there and some smart aleck goes ahead and just goes and talks about why are you doing it that way? Or, you know, are, that's a stupid thing to say, or they joke around or they whatever, and they don't answer the question. Um, and granted, there are some that, you know, some texts may should know, but it is not on us to say that it is not us to expect the education and the learning curve for someone who wants to get in this industry. So what we've done is we created the secret Facebook group over at, um, again, if you contribute to the Patreon safe, you know, cause you got to have some skin in the game or we can't cultivate good people to that have, are like-minded to be in there. Um, I think we're at about 125 people in there. Um, but I can tell you what, anybody who posts in there will get an answer. We'll get a reply. Or somehow we'll figure out a way to, 
you know, describe or contribute, right? And if we don't know and you've been left on red, um, that means that we're researching or we're trying to figure out something for you guys. So, you know, it's a great group of guys. You will not be called dumb. You will not be called stupid. And you know what? We don't appreciate bullying. We don't appreciate anyone, you know, trying to be a smart aleck or, you know, trying to be forceful with their opinions. Um, we have a zero tolerance for that. So, you know, myself and John Dubinsky and Jeff, you know, if we see that, you're booted. There's no second chances. There's no whatever. Just don't be an idiot. Don't don't be um, someone that's going to be a, someone that's going to just take from someone else's bucket, per se, and really just grow. You know, we're, we're all here to have fun. We're all here to learn. That's what it's all about. So if that's something up your alley, feel free to go ahead and hit up patreon.com slash computer repair podcast. Again, it's a dollar a month. So there's probably like four episodes if Jeff isn't doing his job that's like 24 hours a day. So, you know, four bucks a month and you can't beat that. So, um, again, feel free. We'll look forward to seeing you in there if you have the chance to join. And again, I've talked about it in the beginning, talked about it a little bit at the, in the middle. And here it is talking about it at the end. If you have not purchased your ticket, at techconunplugged.com, please do so. I want to say we're about a little over half away from our ticket sales. We are capping it um, because we want to make sure that we have the right-minded people there. And again, if you haven't purchased it now, you know we're going to have some. Uh, you know, the way that conferences work is usually when you throw an event, a lot of tickets are sold in the in the beginning. They kind of teeters off in the middle. And then once you start getting toward closer to the event, they just start going. So, you know, for those of us that are friends of the network and friends of the community, if you're pondering, if you're thinking about it, um, maybe you have some type of situation or something that's preventing you from going and you just don't know and you might need some help, um, shoot us an email. Shoot us an email over at pacoapandas.com or info at techconunplug.com. You know, me and Jeff can see what we can do. Um, but if you're considering on going, we really want our community to be there. You know, that's our first and foremost. You know, we're all about having new faces and new people come in and get exposed to our community. Um, but really, we want to set this up to have you guys come in, talk, see us in person, and just have a good time. You know, and that's really the mission that we've been trying to do for this show. And I'm super excited to be a part of it. So, again, I want to thank everyone here for listening and subscribing to the show and see you next time on Tech Life. 